0: Still, still. The big news this morning, mega drug maker Pfizer released new information. We already knew that their vaccine was expected to be 90% effective. Today, they announced it's 95% effective, and they're just days away from submitting it to the FDA. They're going to have 15 million doses ready uh, by the end of the year, and more than 1.3 billion doses by the end of 2021, which is absolutely remarkable. That news coming after Moderna announced last week that their vaccine is 94.5% effective, and uh, it, that actually doesn't require the same extreme extreme. extreme sub-zero temperatures for storage and transportation. So with all this positive vaccine news, we made sure that our portfolios were positioned for those bounce back stocks like airlines, hotels, casinos, concerts, that sort of thing. Today on Dumb Money Live, we're going to dig deep and reveal some hidden beneficiaries of an unprecedented rollout of billions of vaccine doses around the world. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo. Dave Hansen, and Jordan McClain, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here, along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Today, we are not talking about the drug stocks. We are not talking about the bounce-back stocks. Chris, you found some unique hidden trades that could be big winners as this completely unprecedented vaccine rolls out.
1: Yeah, Dave. I think, well... You know, I know I shared an article with, whoa, I shared an article with you guys that I think a lot of it, a lot of it comes from, there's been a lot of articles like this, where where basically uh, people are covering the fact that there's issues with producing and distributing these vaccines in, in a rapid manner over the next year, because we're talking about not hundreds of millions, but billions of doses And these first two vaccines that that look like they're likely to get approved are both dual-dose vaccines, guys. So, like, you have to get a dose and then another dose 28 days later, roughly. And then, theoretically, you might need a booster six to nine months after that. We don't know yet. But let's just say that that's the case. That's potentially three doses in a year times billions of people. So we're not even talking about a billion. We're talking about five, six, seven, eight, nine billion, yep. maybe as many as 10 billion doses on an annualized basis. That's and, significant. And we did hear right?
0: today that, that Pfizer is prepared to produce 1.3 billion in 2021. Moderna, much smaller company. They've never actually brought a back vaccine to market, but they um, say 20 million by January, 100 million um in 2021 uh we have astrazeneca which is also a two dose um they had to pause their trial for six weeks they're expected to get fda approval not this year but early next year maybe um and they are ready to produce hundreds of millions of doses novavax uh, their trial was delayed a month because of manufacturing product so there's all of these at johnson and johnson they are going to be ready to do billions by the end of 2021 but like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of work to do to get those billions of doses out to people, and yeah, I think and that that's kind of to where you're you focused. Guys, the
1: title was U.S. government agency warns of possible uh, virus vaccine production bottlenecks. Okay, and so what are like you read an article like that, you're like, okay, what are the bottlenecks? <laughs> um, I think the bottlenecks are transport. Uh, Refrigeration, as we know, are important for both these initial vaccines, less important for uh, Moderna than it is for uh, Pfizer, but still important. It still has to be shipped and stored at negative five degrees uh, Celsius. So I didn't find any plays there. I mean, we researched that last week. There were a few plays. Most of them are foreign. Like, uh, it's just there's nothing really pure there that, that you can really count on. So once you go a layer deeper, guys, you get into this thing called, uh, uh, it's called fill-finish manufacturing, right? So Jordan, you kind of, So, do you want to try to explain what fill-finish manufacturing even is?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's all the things that you have to have in order to get this vaccine um, in you know, safe containers, right, um, to be able to, dist- to be distributed, right? And so anytime you've got, I mean, you know, the big headlines are all about these um, big pharma companies, but there are other companies that specialize in these types of, uh, you know, creating needles and creating little vials and all the little things that, that go um, hand in hand with getting this stuff out there, right? And so that's where some of the missed opportunity might
1: be. And you know what's great about those opportunities is they don't really care who the vaccine manufacturer is. They kind of win no matter what, right? <laughs> like, like,
0: yeah, they're just need... they're a the production facility that can that can you know in a sterile environment crank out the, whatever it is that they're contracted to do. And we know with, yeah. with what, Pfizer what... they're going to have a specific requirement for. Uh, having this specialty glass that that they've contracted with Corning to provide, so that it doesn't shatter at the what, what is it like ninety degrees below freezing or something crazy? That they have to the, to so, store the stuff. It's, but it's and so lot. Th- there's there's a spec and we and we also know that Pfizer has their own in-house fill finish uh, manufacturing facility. But there are there are dozens of others out there in the world, right? And-
1: and nobody can produce enough. That's the issue. No, these are syringes, right? Syringes, needles. No one can really produce enough to quickly scale up for something that needs to happen, like right now, like in the next six to ten months, like right now. Yeah. And I was so, reading that
0: a, that a lot of the um, a lot of countries and uh, just they expect the uh, vaccines to come in kind of a pre dosed syringe. And because of the rapid nature of this, they're, they're not going to be able to do that. So they're going to be delivering it in single-use vials, multi-use vials, over the kind of ready-to, you know, one-shot, pre-done syringes.
1: So I there's, think, so there's Dave, an additional need for to...
0: more syringes, perhaps, and, the you know, just the vial and transportation and all of that.
1: I think, Dave, the they're going to deliver this however they get it. However they can get it. I, I don't think it's going to be one way. I think there'll be many ways to get these different vaccines and whatever, however your country can get it. If you can't get it from manufacturer A, it's how about manufacturer B, then plan C, then plan D, then plan E, then plan F, like whatever it takes. And by the way, not every country is, you know, like America or France or Germany or the UK. I mean, there are countries, every part of the world is being impacted by this, right? So third world countries still need to get their vaccines. And Everybody needs to get it. You need these vials, like you need the syringes, you need the needles. The question is, who would benefit? But the bigger question, we're going to talk about who would benefit. But the deeper, bigger question is, to what degree does it actually move the needle? Needle. (laughs) I mean, Mm. what, 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 right? I mean, but what degree does it move the needle? Because at first glance, it looks really exciting. But you start doing the deep dive homework on this one. Yeah. And should we just talk about the first And There's two companies I want to talk about.
0: And I I did research on one of them and um, was not as excited after I did the research as I was just reading the top level headline. That's
2: kind of where I'm at too. Did you guys read the earnings transcript from the one company? Is that where you're getting most of your,
1: uh, yeah. I I didn't read the the transcript. And by the way, guys, for those of you all watching the show today, this is what I love. This is what I love about what we do and how transparent we're willing to be on our process. You know, it'd be really fun to have a YouTube episode every day. And I see a lot of guys doing this out there. Buy this, throw your money in this, this is the next big thing. Like, and they're just always trying to sell you something. And not not saying that they're trying to sell you a service, but they're trying to sell you something exciting. Well, let me tell you something, do you know how we were this successful? growing tens of thousands and tens of millions, it's not getting super excited every day about the next big trade every day. 95% of what we do is deep dive research that results in us not making a trade, okay? It's, it's debunking what we think might
0: you, be a good idea, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, if that's not interesting to you, well, then good luck. Not saying you won't have a big 2020 because 2020 is a year where it seems like no matter what you throw your money in, you're making money right good luck over the next 15 years year after year trying to put out 30 40 50 60 84 returns is what i have for the past 15 years right annualized on average that's not you can't do that unless you're throwing out 95 percent of your ideas so i'm not saying i'm throwing this idea out yet but i want to flush it out with you guys because we haven't talked about this we all did our separate research let's talk about the process what we found out and then whether or not we want to invest because I might change my mind based on what you guys say. (laughs) Hey, which one you want to start with? I think we're looking at the same two companies, right? Start with the
2: BDX company.
1: You want to start with them, Jordan? Give an overview at least of BDX and kind of what they're all about.
2: Well, I mean, look, they do all sorts of stuff in pharma, Um, kind of like a supporting role. They're not they're not as big as like a Johnson and Johnson, uh, but they're a fairly good sized company.
1: been hit. Jordan, They're the largest syringe company yeah, totally. in the world. Mm-hmm. They're the lot they might they're they are as big as it gets when it comes to syringes. So right. if this conversation is about needles and syringes, BDX, and I forget what they're actually called, the
0: full name, it's like a name and a name B- and a name. BD is what they go by and it stands for Becton Dixon and Company. Yeah. But this Congrats. is this is their website bd.com is They
1: are the syringe company. And let me just say this before you start talking about them, Jordan. I do want to say what I think is fascinating about this company is that the U.S. government this summer gave them. I don't know if it was a loan or just a straight grant. Like I think it might have been a straight grant. Just gave them $42 million to expand their syringe manufacturing plan. Okay. because the U.S. government was like, hey, there is no way we can make enough syringes to get this vaccine out. So we're going to find, you know, the best companies and just give them money or work with them to make sure they could expand their facilities. So that's happening right now. They're expanding that. Yep.
0: And uh, they're making, our- George, eight, George, they've committed to 800 million injection devices, according to their website. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're enabling the delivery of vaccinations.
1: Yep. Well, Dave, they, they said that they are going to deliver something like a billion or a billion and a half Uh, vaccine uh, uh, injections over the next year.
2: The vaccine, right? These guys are also delivering COVID testing, right? And so they're doing some of the rapid COVID tests. um, And they've seen some of their other business fall off, but they've, you know, um, from what I can tell from the earnings transcript, this COVID testing has kind of helped fill in the gap um, to where they're still operating well, uh, but they still have taken a pretty big hit um, in the era in the era of COVID. Um, kind of because, across
0: the board, they took a hit. So yeah. they are involved in a lot of areas, medical, mm-hmm. life sciences, interventional, and all of those areas are down except for life sciences. And that is all propped up by their diagnostic systems game. So basically, yeah. I, can I, I, can I, I didn't read I, the transcript. I listened. Are. Go ahead.
1: I think you say those words, life sciences, but I think, listen, I didn't know what a lot of this stuff meant. Can I just read off what that means in terms of products real quick? So so their medical division is 50% of revenue, okay? And that includes catheters, syringes, vascular care, pumps, associated disposables, pen needles for self-injection, pre-fillable injection systems, okay? And that's half of their business. Their life sciences, which Dave is talking and, about. And, and, and
0: that, in that division of their business, uh, from 2019 to 2020, they were down 9.5% in sales.
1: Mm-hmm, yep. And then their life sciences, about a quarter of the revenue, 26%, is rapid testing systems for infectious diseases and cancers, uh, integrated systems for specimen collection, and analyzers and regent systems for life sciences research. And then that just leaves one more division. And, and that is a smaller
0: division. And and that's that, that smaller division of the life sciences division. Um, while it was up 67%, their overall growth, be, you can have that whole division being up 67%, but the company was only up 7.4% because that is such a small piece of what they do.
1: 25%. And then they have that last small division, which is 24% which is uh, interventional, which is disposable to vascular urology, oncology, surgical specialty products, hernia, soft tissue repair, biological grafts, urine management devices, and associate disposables. So like the bags for urine management, like catheter type bags. So that's this company. That's the company we're talking about. So like we're gonna talk about one a couple things, right, Jordan? We're gonna talk about the 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 fill, whatever the manufacturing that you need to do mm-hmm. for syringes and needles to give a vaccine. But you're saying, Jordan, they also have like their own rapid test, right? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. um. now devil's advocate on that rapid test, one of the competing rapid tests that got approved after their rapid test, this is not the at home at rapid test. Part that one got. got approved it's today,
0: by the way, which is very exciting.
1: Yeah, but, but even one of the other ones I heard is more effective and less money. It's only like fifteen, five bucks a test where they're trying to charge $15 a test. So they don't have the best rapid test even for non at home, but that doesn't matter that much because both the companies making this rapid test are supply constrained. So the concept here is that as long as we need the rapid test and we're probably gonna need it for the next year, would you guys agree for about the next year? For sure. As long as we need that, They're going to sell everything they could make in the rapid test. And I think it's like, it could be as much as half a billion dollars. It's a huge segment. And look, even when
2: we get the vaccine, I mean, the vaccine's going to take a long time to roll out. So these rapid tests are going to be, I mean, still in high demand for a long time, I think.
1: It's going to help prop up their revenue while the... The surgeries that they are really relying on for most of their products, meaning all the equipment for surgeries, like all the throat disposables, that stuff is down big right now because elective surgeries are down big. So this is like fills the gap for them, right? Until that stuff gets back up and going. Yep. Totally. So. What, so what do you guys think about this? They have about a billion dollars of syringes and needles that they're gonna sell over the next year. That's kind of what they said. Um, the problem with that, and not billion, a, that a billion dollars, I take that back, a billion of them.
0: Yes, yeah. here's here's my biggest concern, okay? They have said in their in their SEC filings that the sales of things that are high margin are down and low margin are up. They don't make much money off of a syringe, right? And right. they have committed Bingo. to 190 million for the U.S., 75 million for Canada. They have all of these orders for syringes, but those are very low-margin items, and they're, they're-
2: low-margin and they're low-dollar because I think they said that they see the uh, potential impact um, being, you know, 150 million dollars of revenue.
1: Yeah, nothing. nothing
2: Nothing. i mean for a company that's big right i mean they're like a 4.6 billion billion dollar revenue a year company and you're talking 150 million dollars it just doesn't move the needle
1: it does not move the needle the needle doesn't move the needle
0: yeah (laughs) so uh Um. so that was the one i did all my research on and i was very disappointed because i thought that was going to be a great trade but that's what it takes you have to look into it you have to actually understand their business and what what can move the needle at a syringe company
1: Dave, here's the thing though. Wait, 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 back up, back up. Wait, wait. So first of all, they're also a leader in what we call pre-fill syringes to where like yes. everything is pre-filled, ready to go. So you don't have to like, you don't have to have a separate vial that you're pulling a vaccine out of. And then because that you can make mistakes, it can get contaminated, yes. it's more complex. They're doing this pre-fill stuff and that's kind of the future They they are the leader
0: in that. But according to their SEC filings, they said specifically, general consensus and current expectations are that COVID vaccines will require delivery of two doses. And while some countries are used to receiving annual vaccines and ready to deliver pre-filled syringes due to the rapid ramp of production and speed necessary to deploy, the new vaccine is anticipated to be made available initially in single multi-dose vials, which require the use of separate needles and syringes okay that's not going to be for forever but initially to get it out faster it's going to be delivered in vials and we at least know that uh some of the these vaccines such as pfizer are going to require extreme refrigeration that you can't do to a you know presumably you can't do to a pre-filled plastic syringe because it would just disintegrate
1: yeah and i i would assume dave that pfizer in the long run will be a small portion of the overall vaccine distribution over the next year year and a half um but you're right Uh, here's the trade if there is one here here's the trade we we agree and this company by the way has had issues they've had they have they have one product that they had major a major recall on that's been damaging them for the last couple years i won't get too into it but that's Part of the reason why they've been kind of flatlining here, um, because it's not just this company hasn't exactly been a company on fire. They're doing a lot of things right, but they've made some mistakes. They're paying the price for it. Um, they, you know, they have benefited in other ways though, guys. This year, they make the systems that you know if you have someone who's sick in the hospital and because of the virus, you don't want to get that close to them. They basically make the equivalent of an extension cord for um, basically you know, any type of IV fluids. So you can have the IV fluid way further away from the patient so when the nurse comes in, the nurse doesn't have to get right up on top of the patient to change fluids and stuff. And that division's been on fire. They've been selling a ton of those, obviously, uh, because of this pandemic. But I think the trade, guys, is the fact that you do have this bonus. Does it move the needle? Maybe not, Jordan. It might not move the needle. But we do have the testing as a bonus. We do have the syringes as a bonus. That will last for maybe another year, right? And I think, don't you agree that that probably overlaps the time when elective surgeries come back? and they they're not going to come back at like 100%, they'll probably come back at 120%.
0: Yeah. pretty
1: quickly, I would I imagine. put them on my have bounce
0: some... back list. Instead of my vaccine list, I put them on my my future bounce back list. Yeah, because but you have I...
1: you have a double play on them, right? Because you get the bounce back nature of the elective surgeries, but even when that bounces back, you still get the bonus, however big or small, and we know it's small of the them producing way more of these vials and vaccine components and by the way now they have a new factory for making syringes they're not going to knock that factory down after next year they'll become you know they just happen to be a bigger player in a space they were already the market leader in right and don't you think this is a vaccine that we're going to get every year from now on probably
0: yeah, yeah. For we, at least
1: we, a couple of years, right? Two or three until we... Yeah, until you get knock the whole thing. thing out.
0: Yeah, the, the evidence is showing now that the antibodies last at least eight months, but we, we don't know how long or how frequently you will have to be vaccinated for it.
1: So, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I am, like, perplexed. I don't know, you know, on this BDX, I feel like it's probably a pretty safe trade. I don't know if it's a trade. It's not a trade that I'm looking... It's going to go up 50 to 100% over the next year. But I feel that this is a trade that institutions, once they see that we're beyond the pandemic in March or April, and they see that elective surgeries are going to come back hard, how does BDS, how do, how do they not win? How do they not win at that point? How are they not higher than where they are today? Because they're also still going to have all this other vaccine stuff going for them and the rapid testing going for them. Unless yeah. they screw up again with another product that gets recalled, right? They have to have a slightly better 2021 than what's been in the books right now. By the way, they did raise money a billion and a half roughly at 240 bucks a share this summer. So you could look at that two ways. It's kind of a floor, a soft floor or a soft ceiling for, for the next few months, right? Yeah. But I feel like... I don't know, six to nine months from now. Don't you think that? Be, don't you think we're going to look back in the spring or summer at BDX next year and be like, "Well, they're doing better. They got their lots of surgeries back." I think
0: you're right. I think we will look back and go, "They're doing better," but they're not exciting enough to me to want to buy them. Like I feel like there's so many better places for me to invest right now.
1: All right, I'm undetermined on them. So, can we talk about the other company? I think you guys were looking at too. Are you? Was it uh, West? Is that what you were looking at?
0: I didn't look at that one.
1: Yeah, that was the that was the addition? other one.
2: It was West Pharmaceuticals. Yep. Yeah, West, West Pharmaceuticals. Pharma.
1: So this is interesting because these guys are way smaller, right? Not like way smaller, but what a two billion dollar revenue, right? Or are they two billion dollar? Uh, uh,
2: they're a twenty-one uh, billion dollar market cap.
1: Two billion revenue. Yeah. So weighs about you know an eighth the size. What's this is a whole different ball game with these guys these guys are doing everything right they're destroying it even before this year right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are just killing it with every one of their products and if you look at their products on their website pretty much all they do is injectables that's it like they are if you wanted a pure play on injectables right like west pharma i think it's about as good as it gets if you just want to play Injection. So they are going to be another big winner of the syringe and needle game, right? The difference is it's a bigger piece of their revenue. So where it didn't move the needle as much for BDX, I think for West, I'm not gonna say it's a huge needle mover, but it's definitely more of a needle mover. There's no doubt about that. Um, The question there, is even though we know it's going to move the needle more it's this company is on fire right now like i just it's not like a it's hard to say what the market expects out of these guys right like by the way they have these headwinds that people are discussing like fx headwinds cuz they're current they do so much international business the currency the currency headwinds are a risk uh because they're working so much uh, with these vials and needles and these little things, aluminum, like if you look at the picture on our thumbnail today, you'll see that that little vial is, has like aluminum on it. I think aluminum is like one third of their component cost. And aluminum prices are pretty volatile. And that's supposedly a headwind. So when you make these trades, we always say as social arb investors, if you're trading one thing. And my thesis, oh, by the way, my thesis, guys, is all these numbers that people are talking about in terms of how many vials we need or vaccinations are low. Like, I think they're all low. I think all these companies are going to be producing way more than people are actually even saying because the numbers keep getting bigger and bigger. I'm like, dude, I know only 50 percent of people want the vaccine right now, but that's up from 40 percent two weeks ago. I think we'll be at 70 percent or 75 percent when we get to the spring and people realize it's safe and everyone's doing it right and who wants to get this thing. So I I think the take rates going to be really high with multiple doses. I think these companies are all going to be expanding running 24/7 and it will probably have a bigger impact than people already been anticipating. But this company trades at 50 PE. Is that like forward? 50 po- forward PE. They're right re- their company has gone up like tenfold over the last few years. They're like the one of the Yeah, I
2: mean it's it's ever. relatively expensive but it's, you know, are they that's a, that, I need to read more of their earnings transcript to see where their growth really is um, You know, coming from.
1: The problem, Jordan, is on a trade like this, I would rate, way rather invest in the company that has nothing else going on that yeah. could either harm them or even be a good thing, right? Like, I don't want any other factors that are more important than that one factor I'm trading. So if and I, if I what, were able to find yeah. just like a boring needle and syringe company that had been flatlining the last few years, that's almost a pure play. Like if this was, if this pure play, this West Pharma, if they were just a flatline company that doesn't, that really hasn't had super success the last few years in a lot of other areas, because they're just this company is so innovative with their patents. Like I started reading into some of the stuff that they were making they're so innovative with how they are changing the game for injectables. Like they're making injectables that you can take at home and not screw up. It's just the way that the needle only comes out when you give yourself a shot. Then as soon as you, you're done with the shot, the needle like goes back into the injectable. So. Yeah, the only thing, so much, like when I was skimming their stuff going on. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, when I was skimming their report, they, they were a little bit um, tighter lipped about how much they think, um, a vaccine will affect their business. Um, and so they weren't really as transparent. And so we don't really know what that impact is going to be.
1: So it, it's, it's tough, man. Like it's, it's it is tough. It, it's, it's a, it's a really tough call. Um, so they have this product. I want to read it to you. It's called a vial to bag. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, it's a DC device which facilitates the needle free reconstitution and transfer of drug products between a vial and a standard IV bag or bottle. Meaning that now you can get drugs between an IV bag, okay, um, and a vial without having a needle. So, you know, normally when they do the IV bag, they need to have a needle and all that stuff. Like, they're doing full needleless transfer of drugs and that's why this company is on fire right now it's kind of an interesting company in general if (laughs) like these are companies i wouldn't ordinarily even be looking at but man i wish i would have looked at that tech a few years ago because they've had this tech for a few years and this guy's this would have been a social arb trade a few years ago if our community were like looking at this sector a few years ago they would have been like hey these guys have game-changing tech that everyone is going to want to use because it's safer, right? it's more efficient. And most of Wall Street didn't realize this until they ended up selling a ton of them and now their earnings are going through the roof and now the stock is up like 10X over the past few years, right? Like I just wish I would've come across this company earlier. So uh, guys, and I know there's a lot of people throwing tickers out in the chat. We haven't looked into every single trade here I think this episode is more about just the process. You know, we went in pretty deep on two of these trades, and I, I would love to have this conversation continued in the Discord channel to see. You know, is there more of a pure play that, that whose stock isn't reliant on other things going good or bad that mm-hmm. you can kind of count on this massive vaccine pump over the next year? to just fuel their earnings and and the market just underappreciating that. That's what you want to look for, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: that's why I'm worried about both of these things. Um Yeah. You know, I, I didn't buy either. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this, um I'm keeping an eye on both of them because yeah. I especially BDX Jordan because I feel like BDX might be about to have a bad quarter right now, like coming up, because of all the elective surgeries getting pushed again. And if that happens, I could see BDX coming down a lot over the next few months on their next earnings. And that might be be an opportunity to kind of get in there right at the worst, right? When the market is so focused on them losing revenue due to a delay of elective surgeries and Dave, that becomes a true bounce back trade, right? At that yeah. point, like yeah. a bit more of an under the under the radar bounce back trade.
0: Yep, that, that's what I'm looking at, at for that one at least. But I'm I'm not I'm, I'm just not doing either of these. I'm out. Yeah.
1: Not now, but I, I, I I'll keep an eye on it. them. Yeah, I, yeah. I've
2: would... got so I've got them in my um, vaccine watch list. So I'll I'm going to keep an eye on them. They're both down today. Um, yeah. Um, so,
1: uh, wait, what's up with the Crockett? New York City schools are shut. Is that is that a done deal? Yep, breaking. I just missed this oh, an wow. hour ago. They'll be oh, only tomorrow temporarily closed tomorrow to, to close public schools again. So they're not going to close for one day, that's for sure.
0: Uh, New York City is closing its schools, the nation's largest districts, switching to fully remote learning. That's according to the Wall Street Journal.
1: So this is what we were talking about Thanksgiving, right? Like that we were kind of, you know, we've been talking about this all month is Thanksgiving, the cutoff point. And for New York to shut them down tomorrow, that gives us a full week for other school districts around the country to kind of react to that. Right. Yeah. And start to close down. It gives everyone a reason to close down and, and they could all say, hey, New York did it one of the biggest in the country if not the biggest we're going to take the same precaution because our numbers are starting to go up dave i saw that we have 54 people in our small neighborhood of university park that have tested positive since november 13th so that's like five days so we've had almost 50 people in five days how many people live in up dave a few thousand
0: um it's around 7,500 to
1: 8,000. So yeah, yeah, 50 new positive cases. And that's what we know. How do they know? Like, like they, they can't possibly know about all the positive cases, right?
0: Uh, no, the city, da- Dallas. So, so our little community is within the bigger city of Dallas. And so Dallas takes the numbers and reports it to our local people who then send it out in that email newsletter that I'm guessing you got it from.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, oh, Jerry just texted, schools just closed in NYC. I'm sure gyms are close behind. Piton bump? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I it did. So. It, it flipped positive a little bit. Um, did it? Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a It's definitely It's, a, a positive. it's up 2.5%. Um, yeah, it's definitely This is what we were, I, hate, I don't want to use the word hoping because like we certainly don't hope for this stuff, but this is kind of what we were well,
2: like anticipating and predicting. Expecting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because what we really want, oh, I know what I want, I mean, without the world falling apart, like I would like another opportunity to double down those bounce back stocks guys. And they came would...
2: down. So like Sabre was up um, quite a bit and then I mean, it dropped like 35 cents in the past couple hours.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Jenks, thank you for, for putting that out there. We discussed this a couple weeks ago. Remember when we said Europe would be the leading indicator and we're gonna going to be two to three weeks behind them? So Europe, the second wave, seems to be flattening. And that's something that I noticed myself just yesterday. Um, it seems to be kind of flattening in Europe. And if it's flattening in Europe, we might be a couple weeks away, which is kind of what we were saying. The right?
2: only issue with that this time is that we do have that special holiday that uh, you don't have in Europe that could contribute to
0: some extra cases. It's oh, yeah, that it is the yeah, travel might... holiday. It's the it's the time that people get yeah. together as families that don't see each other normally, and you know that that is not going to be contained. So it's just it comes down to how you know how cautious are people and how bad does Thanksgiving end up uh, triggering additional cases. Yeah, you oh, know it's gonna it's gonna it trigger some. We just don't know how give many. It I
1: give a teaser for tomorrow's episode. Um, I haven't even told you guys yet, but I did confirm if it's cool with y'all, uh, the travel agent I've been trying to get, uh, she is confirmed for tomorrow's episode. Cool. She's going to come on and give us some antidotal qualitative feedback on what she is hearing from her customers. And we'll we will compare that to the hard data. And that will set kind of a baseline. And maybe I'll check in with her every few days going forward. Okay, guys? Uh, but that'll be nice. We can do that show tomorrow to, just to get an idea for is travel starting to come back or are travel travelers starting to have those conversations with their agents about taking cruises, right? And, and all that stuff. So that'll be tomorrow's episode. So make you don't want to miss that. Oh, what's up here? Let's see. Oh, you know what's not. You know it's not flattening. Redoslo. R- slow. Uh, Sweden is not flat. Have you seen Sweden's uh, chart? Yeah, I
0: did see Sweden's chart. Wow, dude. Is it
1: bad? Oh, you got to pull it up. Pull up Sweden, dude. It is insane. Because you know how Sweden was like. You know they were kind of like the test case for. Not doing anything and seeing what happens, right? And they were doing okay for a while. But, yeah. Man, they have skyrocketed. If you look at Sweden, I say you that text, Dave, on the varsity uh, chain. It was comparing Sweden to Norway and to Denmark. Them. And, like, Norway and Denmark, it's just, like, flat. And, and Sweden is just through Like, their comparative countries are doing pretty good. And Sweden is just off the charts, um, man. It's 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 really scary. So someone's talking about what do you think about dry ice, like A D A P D T T or Linde? For uh, tr- listen, Here, here's I that Sweden
0: chart that we were before. Uh, yes, looking for.
1: there it is. This that's just wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, guys, I
1: don't think they're going to use so much dry ice for this that it's going to move the needle, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of dry ice that's used, right? And that's... I mean, is, is dry that ice move? cold enough? It's. Yes. So I did, dry ice. Yeah, I
0: did read that it is cold enough. Okay. And, and it will extend shelf life if you don't have refrigeration in your facility that uh, has that cap- capability. You can put it in some kind of a cooler with dry ice and apparently that works not a doctor yeah, so they're not a scientist about air
1: products and chemicals apd i just this is a 58 billion dollar company so when you see a company at 58 billion you have to assume their revenue is i don't know somewhere between 5 and 15 billion dollars dry ice is pretty cheap i mean we're talking about shipping even a few billion doses around in america it's only going to going to be 600 million doses right max so max so like that's not that much dry ice when you consider that they're bulking those things up with thousands of doses at a time, right? It's just not that much dry ice. I don't I don't see that move in the needle. Yeah. Uh. What else we got here, guys? What about uh, Antonio Nacassado? What about healthcare insurance companies' demand for elective procedures? will drop again. They will save a lot of money. Guys, here's the problem. I feel like that's so temporary at this point. I mean, it's the same thing with these bounce-back stocks. Like, I'm not—yes, on one hand, restaurants are going to get slaughtered for the next 60 days. On the other hand, as long as they survive, they're going to potentially be at 110% of business for the next two years, right? Yeah. Like, but, I mean, on,
2: but on the downside of it, with potentially more debt
1: more
0: debt. And so
2: higher debt payments
1: more debt yeah.
0: but but, but less competition America's because debt. the ones that survive are That's going to be point. the well-funded heavily yeah. in debt uh larger cheesecake factories of the world where the mom yeah. and yes. pop chelsea corners of the world may not be able to survive if their owners weren't independently wealthy
1: well you know my neighbor who used to run gold's gym it was was interesting he i I had a conversation with him about you know the gym industry after this is over with and i was really like down and out on planet fitness and he brought up a good point which was the gyms that are well funded and able to survive this will be able to expand their footprint at a much lower cost because retail space, like retail brick and mortar frontage, is going to come at a discount the next two years, right? So if you have the money, if you're large, if you're able to raise debt, you could really expand your footprint if you're the type of company that was in an expansion mode. So there's two sides to every story. And I get that. I, so I, I'm not shorting. I haven't shorted them in a while. But. So
0: um, I, I saw a comment here uh, about Royal Caribbean. Uh, yeah. Rage machinist says that uh, Royal Caribbean CEO says a hundred thousand people have volunteered for trial cruises. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my this, my this,
2: uh, neighbor was telling me about this that you can. Uh, this is travel and leisure's
0: uh, website. It's a, it's apparently it real.
2: Do you get to like do a free cruise because they're basically just testing all the protocols, right?
0: I mean. Let's let's see. They, It'd be like uh,
2: going to a grant like a, a soft opening for a restaurant.
1: That's really weird. Do you guys think I mean,
0: this website has too many pop ups I can't even deal with it? Yeah.
1: There's definitely probably going to rapid test every passenger going on the tr- on the ship, Because right? like I think the one cruise that is out there that I read about, the one that has a bunch the one of the in the Caribbean, the first down?
0: Caribbean cruise. Yeah. yeah. But there are other parts of the world that were testing it with Better success.
1: Yeah. So you'll probably get a rapid test when you come on board. Right? But aren't those rapid tests like very inaccurate? They're not perfect. Because, didn't, so that was a whole deal with us. Because
2: uh, when I was researching this BDX company, Elon Musk kept coming up and I'm like, what is the deal with this? And it's because he took, oh, was it his test? I mean, four his... tests, I think, in one day, and two came back negative and two came back positive. And this, they were all the same test. They were all that rapid test from BDX.
1: Hmm. That's not good publicity. I didn't know that was the BDX
2: test. <laughs> that was a BDX test. Maybe that's why they're selling off today. That could 40%. be.
0: <laughs> uh, Chris oh, wants, man. Chris R wants to know if I sold my uh, Norwegian cruise lines after diluting. night, no, I'm still in my Norwegian. They raised on.
1: a bunch of money, Dave. That's are they down on that big cash raise.
2: Oh, maybe I'll
1: buy maybe I'll buy that one uh, let me see Norwegian
2: they're a they're a nicer cruise line right yeah that's they're not like a carnival
1: they're not a carnival but like the reason why we were we were so pro Royal Caribbean uh, initially is because Royal Caribbean has the newest biggest fleet of ships like they have they're the cruise line that has all those mega ships. That they've been coming out with the last six seven years, so the concept was that post the pandemic, they would be ideally suited to take advantage of just massive amounts of cruisers, assuming that cruisers come back. And cruise. are they
2: like a floating Red Roof in style, or are they nice?
1: No, they're like they're like they're nice. They have ridiculously nice double decker, like two level suites, all glass. They're the one that has the mall in the center of the ship. And like the back of the ship sometimes is like a concert venue. They're huge. They're just like, you could have an inward facing room that faces the indoor mall on the inside of the ship, right? So it's like a whole spectacle thing. You you won't, Jordan, you wouldn't like it. And neither would I, but. <laughs> the I,
2: I mean, I won't. I won't go. I don't sleep on transportation, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> There's no yes. way I would even. Dude, think of can
1: it. I just say, me and my wife have been watching uh, the season eight of um, uh, Below Deck. I love Below Deck, man. Below Deck has the greatest show. <laughs> season eight is awesome, dude. Gotta watch it. They're in the Caribbean, and, and by the way, there, it's February two thousand nineteen, and at some point in the season. The pandemic hits, so it's like it's awesome, and they're just like <laughs> stuck down there.
0: I, uh, I that sounds that actually does sound really good. I'll, I'll oh, add that Nicola, to my let's
1: list. Talk about Nicola Why is Nicola up, dude? This it's because uh, GM discreet.
2: came out with a statement.
1: That's why they're up. No, they didn't. They 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 released accidentally, I guess. Something was on their website. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can call it a statement. It was a statement. It was part of a bigger thing about how they're green. I mean, it wasn't
2: a, it wasn't a press release, but it was, it was a statement.
1: I thought it was just a page on their website that talked about all the green things they were doing. Anyways, they got picked up by the media. So, Well, inside of it, it did mention Nikola and how they were the exclusive provider of right. something for the Nikola truck and how they're doing it for the pickup. They've removed that page, okay? But... And both companies have come out and said that they have nothing to update on, but the presumption is that they wouldn't have created that page if the deal wasn't done. Well,
2: here's the deal with the deal. So it's just the deal has to be on until early December, uh, at which case either party can uh, can vacate the deal. But if if either one vacates it early, um, like around now, there'd be a penalty. I think especially GM. GM would have to pay a penalty if they... I know. The deal so, before so this December. is
0: purely speculation on some web developer going ahead and building the directory called Slash uh, Nicola on their server, basically. It has nothing, nothing real, but it's purely in preparation. Something got put on the internet, and now the media picked it up.
1: Yes. And so is 21%.
0: Because,
1: Jordan... What you just said is the whole reason why I was continuing to short Nikola is because I just assumed that they were waiting for December 3rd to announce that they don't have a deal. And so, you know, now I'm like, okay, am I missing something? Is GM even dumber than I thought they were? Maybe. Certainly. It's possible, right?
0: (laughs) This this is the uh, this is the web page that uh we're, that's in question. You know here. the worst part about website.
1: this is it's like Gersky is running GM. He's he was our financial backer for ticker tags Jordan like the guy running the the guy running the Nikola deal at GM uh Steve Gersky like he's he I, he's the, he's our guy. He he invested a ton of money in our company. I can't talk to him obviously. I wouldn't even have a phone call registered to him right now. But no, I mean I would never do that. But he's a smart dude. He's really smart. And I'm just thinking, why would he get involved with Nicola? Like, why would he do this? Um, I don't know, man. I, I just I just don't know. He's really sharp, though. I can't imagine he would want that, but. Oh, does GM not understand that the public is going to interpret every car they buy from Nikola as a way to pad the pockets of Trevor? And like, I, I hope that people would be like, I'm not going to buy one of those cars because I'm not going to support that guy. Like, is is how does that not go through their head? Or am I overthinking it? I don't
2: think you're overthinking it. I, now, that's the first I could, thing
1: I, I think of. If I talk to Gursky, that's exactly what I would tell him. I'd be like, "Do you not have any sense of what?" But here's the problem: Do Does theaters? the average
2: person know who Trevor Milton is,
0: or, or, or is, is he. it just, just stock nerds? finance Twitter that knows who he is? Like, yeah, th- just, that, just, that's just, the question. People who it's watch just us, stock
2: nerds. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I guess that's true. Like, most, how many people, most that people that buy
2: GM trucks know who the GM of, uh, or the, you know, CEO of GM
0: exactly. is? Exactly. Mary, Mary Barra. If you've even heard of Nikola and you're not a stock nerd like us, would you, and, and you heard, oh, it's, a, it's an electric car company. You wouldn't know any of the controversy or the controversy and everything would be like, It just seems like a normal thing. Oh, GM is doing a deal with this electric car company. Cool. That sounds like the way the auto industry might work. Outside of our little bubble.
1: I'm sticking with my short. I don't care. It's only 5,000 shares. I'm sticking with it. Uh, I don't care. I don't like (laughs) Nikola. I think they deserve to go to zero. (laughs) <laughs> and
0: are you still short it's them
1: a small short maybe i'm being an idiot but i'm sticking
0: with it yeah i'm i'm just out. Right, I, i'm not short i'm not long i'm just out <laughs> uh we have uh newman khan uh reminding us that robin hood is looking to ipo next year that's one that uh, i bought pre-ipo or we all have pre-ipo shares of
1: you we bought a lot i
0: bought yeah. a
2: lot i did not buy a lot
0: I bought as much as I could
2: enough.
0: yeah
1: you, you got enough I got a lot I, I bought you know what three hundred thousand I mean for a private company we don't normally put yeah hundreds and hundreds of thousands in the private company but our, our group collectively bought a million bucks of uh, of, of that of Robinhood at you know sub seven and a half billion valuation. you think that thing could IPO at like a 15 to 20 probably a 20 maybe That'd be nice and maybe get pop pop on that with all the Robin Hooders buying it. How nice would it be to see Robin Hood at like a 25 to $30 billion valuation and we make like another – I make a million and a half on that puppy. I, that would make me so happy. That
0: <laughs> would be, think, like be a another good feeling. Unity. Yeah.
1: I would love it to be another Unity. Love it. Dude, am How I How long still do we
2: have on Unity list? until like March or something?
1: Uh, what? Yeah, something like March? that. March?
2: Probably February, yeah.
0: But look at I that think chart,
1: just fine. I think it could be let's okay. Let's talk about Tesla for a second, guys. I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous yesterday, but today the world is good again. The world is good again. How much are we up right now on Tesla? Twelve percent.
0: Fifty, dude. Do-
1: They're up fifty-three dollars, dude. Fifty-three dollars, dude. I just made another. Three to four Model Threes today. Dude, I have enough Model Threes.
0: <laughs> we need to give
1: away a Model Three in our. You're show. going
0: to have to uh, invest in a garage company to store all those Model Threes.
1: <laughs> I think I made like eight Ford Broncos on my Ford trade. Uh, maybe someday I'll make enough on Neo. Oh wait, Neo. Yeah, I am up like still 175. I've made at least what two or three Neos on my Neo trade. And now I'm up like I don't know. Just recently, in the last week, I'm up five to six Model Threes on my Tesla trade. Oh, I love. You know what? I love it, guys. When things work out exactly how they're supposed to work out. Yeah. Like Tesla was supposed to go up.
2: Well, the, I mean, I guess whenever um, whenever the funds started buying, this is totally unrelated to that. Um, this is only By happening except- because some random. Analyst at Goldman Sachs decided to say, "Hey, I think it's worth five.
0: Yeah, they raised the price target a few hundred bucks.
1: I thought it was J.P. Morgan, but yeah, well, it was more. I thought it was was it J.P. It was Morgan Gold. or Morgan Stanley. I don't remember. Um, Morgan, they're all the same, but yeah. <laughs> so, but you know that they you know why they did that, Jordan, because they feel comfortable doing it ahead of this whole thing. that's they- not
2: what he said. He had, he said nothing about S and P inclusion. I don't think it was all about." the recurring revenue ability from software. He's a liar. I'm just he saying that's what they said. That's what they said in their uh, in their release. Yeah.
1: Of course he didn't say it, but he knows.
0: It's now safe to say that. If he wanted to say it regardless, it's now yeah. safe to say it because he has this event coming up that he knows it's going to be okay to say that he's raising his price target a couple hundred yes. bucks.
1: Um, can we tell, Gordon wants to know how he got those Robinhood shares pre-IPO. Well, Gordon, it was actually a crazy story. Believe it or not, we called, uh, us and one of our friends who kind of does this brokering stuff, called every single Series A shareholder of Robinhood and begged them to sell us a million dollars of their shares. And didn't we, didn't we call
0: like Snoop Dogg? Aren't there some, there's some I interesting people? Snoop
1: Dogg's manage, <laughs> manager, okay? And, and it took me a day to track down Snoop Dogg's manager, but I spoke to his manager and he said he would consider it, but never got back to me. And literally every single person. Now, the, why was it Series A? Series A are the only share class of Robinhood that can legally transfer their shares. To another third party. Okay, so that's why we dealt with the Series A people. Everybody said no. We got to the last person. The last person owned a winery in Napa Valley, and was like, eh, they wanted an extra. I I'll, they wanted a million bucks. So like, they're like, okay, well, I, I could use a million bucks. And they and they sold us a million dollars at basically the equivalent of the pre prior round price. Um. But we've known Robinhood since the very beginning. I was at Stocktoberfest when Vlad spoke to about 150 of us seven years, six years ago about Robinhood. And you know, we were just talking and hanging out with Howard Linson. And I was like, ah, these guys are crazy. And Howard's like, no, they're gonna be the next big thing. I was like, Howard, you're insane for investing in this company. Cause like I was invested in Howard's fund that invested in Robin hood as at the seed round at like a $50 million valuation or something like that. And like Howard's going to have one hell of a payday when this thing IPOs guys, he's going to make a lot of money when this thing IPOs. But yeah, that, that, that's the story. Um, are we planning on selling unity? I am. I'm probably going to sell my unity. Yes. I don't know about Dave and Jordan.
2: Yeah. It'll be a long term gain by then. So for sure.
1: I'm yeah, sticking with I'm it. I'm putting my unity in the charitable charitable foundation guys. And I mean I'll, I might keep it in there for a little bit, but I'm just going to at least the whole... sell
2: like half of it. I can Yeah. If I do some research and I decide I could decide to keep it, but I don't I don't know.
1: Um so yeah. That's uh by the way, thanks for all the thumbs up guys. 475 thumbs up is really strong. Super appreciate it. Uh yeah, if you wouldn't mind hitting the thumbs up and Hit that notification bell so you get our episodes. And we have, uh, we have the Nolan episodes going to be airing pretty soon, today or tomorrow, right? Maybe tomorrow uh, on our original channel, the YouTube forward slash dumb money. So guys, make sure you subscribe to our original channel, Dumb Money, because that's where we have all the really fun, quick edited episodes that are like 10 minutes long. And we have one with our Nolan from our community, really fun one coming up, I think tomorrow, hopefully.
0: Yeah, if you don't, have, you don't have hours to spend with us every day, you can check out the original mm-hmm. Dumb Money channel just for a little quick quick hit recaps of what we talked about. So yeah, youtube.com slash dumb money for that or just dumb money TV, dumb money.tv will get you there.
1: So great, thank you guys. Um, how do you buy pre-IPO? We talk about this all the time. We have brokers that they just, they get access to shares like in big, big allotments like 5 million bucks of shares and, We're not investing five million dollars, but they break that five million into like one hundred thousand dollar increments or sometimes it's like a two hundred and fifty or five hundred thousand dollar minimum. And then they offer them to guys like us because they know that we might invest at that level. And then they basically steal 10 percent of our profits, is what they do. <laughs> hey, 10% sometimes 20. 20. Yeah. <laughs> we and don't sometimes, do those deals anymore. Now, sometimes the we
2: deals were. are layered, and then you get a couple of people taking 10 percent in the middle. So that's when
1: we were yeah. young and dumb, dude. Yeah. We're not. I'm just good.
2: saying that they're out there. You got to look out for them. So understand <laughs> what you're buying if you do them.
1: Yeah. yeah so so if you guys want to get together in the Discord group and get an investment group together. That can pony up at least a hundred k. Then what you can do is you can get an LLC and start investing in these deals through the LLC. But you know, I, I want to give the guys Micro Ventures is a cool company out of Austin. You could invest like a thousand dollars and then go into SpaceX if you yeah, don't mind paying 25% of your profits to them. It's almost like, like the layer the
0: layer. What, yeah. It's it's the way of doing almost fractional shares if you think yeah. about it that way. Because normally you have to buy in such big. Chunks when you're getting these pre IPO shares, but micro ventures is a way to do it on a smaller scale
1: But it's like how bad do you want it? You want it so bad to where you're gonna give them 25% of your profits. I mean it, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's worth it, but uh, I mean we, we got into SpaceX, but they do SpaceX. We didn't get to go through them but they have all kinds of cool deals. No,
0: they're, I mean, just on their website, it looks like they're an Airbnb, Uber, Lyft. These are all companies that they... Yeah, just make sure you
2: understand the fee structure. And if you're and comfortable me. with it, then they're very easy to deal with. Um, super yeah. nice guys over there.
1: By the way, on that, remember, guys, we're not financial advisors. Do not take our advice. We don't give you our advice. I don't know your risk tolerance. So this is about methodology, strategy, I don't know, entertainment. And you wouldn't even
0: be allowed to do microventures until you read all of their stuff and... Say that you know what you're doing and all of that. So
1: yeah. Well, oh, by the way, they're not paying us to say any of this. Uh, but we did screw them on a deal once. <laughs> <laughs>
2: In fact, we screwed them so I, bad. I blame. Was, I blame Chris. Was, I, I was.
0: I was out of the country. I barely had cell reception. I did not have anything to do with the negotiation of that deal.
1: We. we <laughs> we screwed them. I felt so bad. It's one of those things where it's like you know you're screwing someone, but you have no choice but to screw them because it's like we found a better deal, but we kind of, kind of, quasi verbally committed to their deal, and then they got the allocation, and we pulled out of it. So they were left with like 300k of a deal that they had to figure out how to what to deal with. And so when I screwed them, I promised them that. We would do everything we could to help them in the future, like help give them a call out here and there. so they we haven't they don't pay us one dollar, but this is out of pure guilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel they are a good service if you really want to get in these these uh, private deals and you're not and you're willing to pay.
0: Yeah, I, I was able to get into the deal with no cell phone reception in the middle of I think I was in Mexico at the time. <laughs> and I was able to to get through the deal. Until you I, called and I, said, nope, we canceled that they're one.
2: They're actually super easy. You can ACH into them and then ACH back out. You don't even have to do a wire. It's nice.
1: <laughs> you screwed them, too, didn't you? you? You ACH your money in and, and then asked for it back, didn't you?
0: Yeah. I never <laughs> got to the point of sending them money. <laughs>
1: oh, man. All right.
0: Uh,
1: I don't know what else to say. We Palantin- I, I, still, P- I still need to go hang out in Discord. It's been so long. So, like...
0: Oh, space! Space is up eight percent, and I did see a headline, and I can't remember what it was today. But there, there's definitely something going on with. Uh, well, that's very informative. SPC, I know <laughs>
2: something going on. <laughs> there's something going on there.
0: Virgin Galactic. I'm uh, trying to find a headline. Go ahead. I'm whatever. I'm just not
1: interested anymore in, in that. I just I feel like I'm. I got my SpaceX. I don't want any more space stuff. We do have that. We super- have Capella Space also. Are they still doing okay?
2: Um, no idea. They've got a Twitter account. I um, wonder if they've put any
1: updates. They're like the mini, it's a private investment guys in a mini satellite company.
0: Uh, all right, guys. Yeah, they, they, well, they're really cool technology. I'm, I'm excited about them. I hope they do well. Which one, Capella? Tomorrow, Capella, yeah. We will be yeah.
1: back talking about cruise, cruise demand, travel demand, international versus domestic, Uh, What business travel versus leisure travel, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper and get some actual grounds up from the street level, qualitative feedback from a major travel agent tomorrow who will be on the show. So you do not want to miss that.
0: We're going to ask the question, are cruisers going to cruise tomorrow? So don't miss it. (laughs) So
1: what else Dave? All the stuff. Go on our podcast, Shop Shopify, Spotify. Goodbye.
0: Or Shopify. We've got Bye. that too. Give us a Anyone's thumbs up
1: on the way out. Then we we'll Go to the merch store. Is that is that yeah, your way you of wrapping up? up?
0: Just yelling out days. random things to tell people to do? <laughs> like go to merch store. Is there anything new coming out? Get a merch thumbs store? up. Um, I haven't made anything since the, uh, that brand new, uh, Peloton shirt that you see there. Uh, oh, I did by popular request, the, uh, the, the hoodie that I initially didn't like the design, but I had a sample made and sent to myself with the logo small in the middle. I actually really, really liked it. And so I added that to the store and there it is in the light color. And, uh, I got the one in the dark gray. So Is I, it it's, soft? It is such. It is the best. It's it probably looks my favorite. Crazy
2: but... soft in that picture.
0: It is so because the outside is like it's it's like a cotton on the outside for but on the inside it's like all fleecy and nice.
2: I was gonna it's ask right hey, Dave on your on the shirt with the credit cards, the "Hey There, Dave Here" shirt. Uh-huh. What does that say in that second card?
0: Heythere.tv. Am... Oh, okay, nice. Which goes just to hey, DaveHanson.com because I don't really have a website.
2: I'm like I think that's my favorite shirt on there.
0: I might buy that. You should, yeah. I mean, I I bought them just because you know I need we, random um, close with my name on it. <laughs> but, but that's the thing; I didn't want to write "Hey there, Dave here" on a shirt because it's like <laughs> that only says, makes sense for a very small percentage of the population. But yeah. "Hey there, TV" very small on a yeah, credit card, subtle. kind of where your name would would be. They're yeah. on yeah. the yeah. Uh, they're on the dumb money merch store if you want them. They're same price, no money, they no s- markup.
1: Storming. Stormin Norvin says, "Do you have tall and big sizes?" He sounds like a tall and big guy. Stormin Norvin, Stormin
0: Norvin yeah. Well, you think we have something, we do for on certain uh, designs. We do, and if there is a specific item that you want a uh, 2XL, maybe even a 3XL, let me know. Just send an email to merch at dumbmoney.tv, and I will. Uh, the Peloton shirt goes. See if big, it's available. I did, I did. The most recent ones, I I included yeah. uh, some two X sizes. Yeah. It isn't upcharge because they charge more for extra fabric or whatever. I don't know why they charge more.
1: <laughs> uh, by the way, we don't make money at the merch store; it's just literally passed through. And also, Leon has a fresh five hundred dollars uh, worth of twenty dollar gift cards that he is going to be giving out to members of the discord community who are engaging at a high level, bringing up, you know, surfacing really good opportunities. Um, so if you know someone in discord, that's just doing a killer job, uh, let Leon know, like there's someone in discord that's really contributing, let Leon know so he can, you know, get them a dumb money gift card for the holidays.
0: And if you want to check that out, you go to, uh, dumbmoney.tv slash Discord, and that will get you into our Discord.
1: Dave, if you're not already Do we have any remembered. holiday-themed merch, like a Santa, like a Dumb Money Santa shirt?
0: Like, how about no, that? No, we really should do that. Now is the time to do that too, because it'll take a little time to get it designed. Yeah. How you do you guys have any I... ideas about, uh, like, if you have an idea for something we should design, a saying or something? How do we tie in
1: the holidays
0: to Dumb Money?
1: That's we have a I suggestion we were doing a channel.
2: Dumb money holiday episode that we talked about.
1: Polar power, polar power, polar winner. Uh, uh, Santa with a bag full of stonks.
0: That would work. <laughs> that could be cool. That I might, I might cool. have that illustrated.
1: Can you do that, Dave? Yeah. Can you have that done? Let's get, let's get that up and going. That's a good idea, guys uh christmas trade holiday trades guys this is the season we will do an episode on that um i have been checking some of my holiday tags that i always check uh trying to see what's selling for the holidays or there's any products that are selling you know it's something that we always do we don't always find anything but some years we find some. Real well, I think
2: gifts. we also have just some general Christmas trends with people maybe changing the way that they celebrate Christmas. If they're seeing people, not seeing people, are they going to be sending, buying more gifts because they're stuck at home, buying less mm-hmm. gifts because
0: you know that some might be our short off. idea? Like it's like they're... it's like a, a distanced Christmas.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was Jordan. You've been working on that. Yeah. For this week, so all right, we'll do that episode, guys. Funko, agree. We're going to do our Funko episode. Don't worry, Funko is. We go way back with Funko, guys. Uh, we, we've we done multiple episodes on Funko already. If you go to our OG channel, uh, just the Dumb Money channel. Uh, Santa Sleigh following the s and We'll sure, do it. Uh, we'll do it. Let's do it. Let's do our holiday episode um, very soon. But let's do it next week, guys. day before Thanksgiving? Or a quiz- Christmas like Christmas
0: sweater design. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the best design because I don't know that I would want just a Dumb Money Santa shirt. But if there was a reason, like when would I actually wear this? Like one of those ugly sweater parties, or uh, if it, if it, if it yeah, looks cool we should, enough. we
1: should get it. We should do a dumb money. Sw- we should do the dumb money uh, stonks sweat uh, <laughs> Santa sweater as a sweater. Do they have sweaters through our merch shop? I can't. I can't get them? a.
0: I haven't seen a vendor that does like actual sweaters, but maybe a sweatshirt that has a print that looks like sweater-ish on it. Yeah, that's a problem. we're not going to get like a custom weaved, you know. No, it'll be like an all-over print that has sweater. But those are so like, I hate the all-over print stuff because it's like polyester. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it has to be good quality. I don't, I hate those terrible ones. I don't want to put
0: anything in the store that I wouldn't personally buy and wear because that's...
1: 100%.
0: Yep. I'm gonna be buying samples just to see that I like it before before we get it. So,
1: yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, let, let's 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 come up with a cool holiday sweatshirt or sweater or something. We got to have something there.
0: Yeah, just some cool design that you would actually wear. And it'll be yeah. like probably in a long sleeve t-shirt or or a hoodie.
1: Hoodie. Let's do the hoodie. I like it.
0: Or both. Do it. because the hoodies are expensive. It's Fine. Alright.
1: All right, let's do it. Later. Do See it. you tomorrow. Right. Thanks for watching. How about cruising tomorrow?
0: Alright. Bye. <sighs>